you know, so I was just having a night. You know what I mean? I don't need to go find out. I can go out with his boys and I can do whatever I want. And everything is fine. I can come out with my
Murray, host of the Building Abundance Success Series. That was Grammy-winning trumpeter, Nabate Isles, and his new music in motion to get us in the mood for the holidays. There's just so much to talk about this awesome interview with Nabate and I are coming at you right now. Well, I know that you're in motion, and you sent me some great music and whatnot, and and uh want to let all my audience know what's going on with you these days in your new music. Yes, well, um, what's going on? It's been it's been wonderful. Um, uh, I'm I'm releasing my second album called In Motion, uh, which is going to be uh, released on Robodope Records, and um, I and Robodope is a great independent label. I have a lot of talented artists on the label, um, and uh, it's a, you know an honor to to collaborate with them on this project. And and yes, coming out January 27th called In Motion, and it's pretty much um, an album that that reflects on the music I grew up on, um, the music I uh, you know, grew up in, in when it comes to jazz, rhythm and blues, dance music, hip hop. Uh, Caribbean music, things like that, uh, just being around in New York City, uh, being born and raised here. So it's, it's, it's an honor, uh, to be able to, to release that. And also, like, a lot, um, a lot of the music, well, some of the music was, um, uh, was crafted during the pandemic. So it really gave me, uh, like, uh, the, I think the pandemic was really good to, to give me some time for myself as a, as a creator, as a person, as a husband. And everything, and, and and then and then my you know I have my uh, had a, a child, my first child is a baby girl. Congratulations! Born in February. Thank you so oh, much. Yeah. So that so that really is giving me a new perspective as well with life and music and just uh, being being a better person. So yeah, it's it's been great. The whole pandemic, you mentioned that the pandemic changed a lot of people in a lot of ways. What are some of the things you learned during the pandemic? Oh, well, actually, I needed it, to be honest, uh, because I, I it was just a lot going on. I feel like life was just too busy at that time, and, and I needed a break. And also, it helped me to really kind of, like, be conscious of, of you know, be conscious of, of being healthy and also be conscious of, like, what's around. And also nature, because I got, I did a lot of walking during the pandemic, you know, which was uh, good because I live in a, in, um, in Fort Lee, New Jersey, so it's like, that area, there's a lot, it still has like a city vibe, but it still has like, you know, like a lot of nature, a lot of parks and trails and everything. So I did a lot of walking and a lot of reflecting. And then, um, you know, th- throughout the pandemic too, like I was able to <clears throat> create some ways, uh, you know, do a lot of teaching online, uh, do a lot of, uh, like give lessons, also did, um, a couple of virtual master classes that I created as well. Um, and stuff. So it was really good to kind of, and also um, wrote a lot of music and wrote a lot of um, uh, tracks as well for different people. So so I was able to to really um, build my creativity and kind of like be to myself and kind of like slow down a little bit. Now I feel like life is now fast again, a fast pace again. <laughs> so yeah, but um, but definitely I I don't I think with the situation of the pandemic I don't want any of us to experience that again and anything like that. So, you know, that's really um, really important. So, yeah, so it's been going going through the motions when it comes to that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm from New Brunswick, New Jersey, and I I understand what you mean about just getting out in nature and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, being being one with uh, 
well, you know, what, what God created for us and not taking life for granted or including your health, you know. You just can't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. You can't at all, you know, for sure. Um, so I'm sorry. Oh. Hold on one. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's all right now. Oh, oh, months old? Almost 10 months. Yes, almost 10 right. months. She'll be, she'll be 10 months in, on um, the 23rd of December, so... Uh, so, uh, yeah, her birthday is February 23rd. So, um, yeah, she's so blessed. So blessed. And she's, uh, really? she's a sweetheart. Yeah, sweetheart. You know, <laughs> she, she has her own personality already. So, which is awesome. And, and there's a tune on the album called, uh, Perfect Cadence, which is written for, for her. So, um, uh, yeah. So definitely it's, it's, it's a tune that kind of reflects, um, reflects on her personality and, and the way she, the way she is, and and just uh, very, she's one of a kind for sure. So. Amen. Well, you have a lot of collaborators on this album, and I remember in the past the, the uh, first album, you talked about uh, the people that you were able to collaborate with, and you got some heavy hitters on this one also. Talk to us about it. Yes, yes, indeed. I'm blessed to have um, some and people that like a couple of people that were on the first album as well that are I, I consider dear friends, and they're not just genius musicians but dear friends of mine uh sam barsh once again is producing the album which i'm you know so honored to work with him and he and he's someone that's one of the most versatile musicians in in the world one of the most versatile pianists in the world um and he's a great songwriter too um as well as composer arranger and pianist so uh so yeah so i wanted him to produce the album again because we we have such a synergy musically and um and everything and he's he's really you know, he's and he's like a sage when it comes to you know, like um being efficient with things and everything like that. So he's he's awesome. And then David Gilmore, guitar once again, he's someone that we've gone way back we've gone twenty five years, um, with Steve Coleman. That's where we first met, uh, playing with Steve. Um, and uh so we've been working together ever since then and so he's on the album as well and also Alicor Pete great percussionist based out of L.A., but a good MC, a good rapper as well, but he goes by the name Mike Holden. Um, he um, does a lot of percussion tracks on the record and everything like that. And um, so those are the three, and Kavi Rastigar on bass, who's um versatile bassist based in Los Angeles and we went to college together at the Eastern School of Music. And, and also string players that were on the first record as well by the name of um, Frederica Cryer, um, Beth Myers, Amy Bateman, and Zachary Brown, uh, they're on the record, and, and three of them were on the first record as well, Frederica, um, Amy, and, and Beth won the album as well, so, and then collaborating with Eric Harlan, one of the great drummers in the world, it was, and we finally got to work together, we've known each other a long time, but we never worked together, so we finally <clears throat> worked together, and you know, he's brilliant, and he plays, and he plays on the entire record. And then I have, um, you know, great people like Rachel Eckroth, pianist, um, who's an excellent pianist, and, and so on. She just got nominated for a Grammy last year for her album, The, the Garden. And um, and then Victor Provost, great steel pan player, and Sasha Berlin on, on vibraphones, uh, Sufala on, on tabla, uh, Butter on percussion, who's um, someone I've known a long time, too. So... A lot of great artists that I've had the honor of working with, and and uh, it's been they 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 were wonderful to provide you know provide so many great backdrops and everything. And then 
And then, of course, you know, how could, you know, I don't want to forget the featured artist, which I'm honored to have, like, in Chuck D, who's, like, such a, such, he was such a supporter of the first album. And, um, you know, legend, he was the, one of the people that got me into hip-hop back growing up in New York in the late 80s. Um, you know, Public Enemy is, like, my favorite group ever <clears throat> and everything with the message. Oh, yeah, mine too. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. With the message that they conveyed and stuff, it was so important what they're all about. Um, and then, and then also Mumu Fresh, one of the great female rappers and singers around, very underrated from the, from the Baltimore area. And I got her to collaborate with my good friend, Badia Farrar, a wonderful singer, uh, who sang on the School of Rock and Broadway. We went to NYU together for our masters. And she sings on a track called Black Girl Magic. She co-wrote it. Uh, you know, we co-wrote it together, and and Mumu made an appearance. So Black Girl Magic is a song that's really, you know, especially me having a daughter, especially with with Badia having two daughters, and Mumu Fresh is a mother herself. Um, you know, it's important to have that anthem for Black women to 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 know that they are special, they are unique, and they're powerful. Um, and and uh, so it's great to work with them, and then. Cardinal Official, great uh, Caribbean rapper. Uh, he's based in Toronto. He's like one of the stars of hip hop um, in Canada, um, and he, you know, is someone that um, some, some honors I have on the project as well. And I forgot, you know, my God, I forgot to mention Ben Wendell, the great Ben Wendell, a saxophonist who I went to college with. He's on the record too, as well as James Francis, one of the most young, vibrant pianists in the world. So those are. Great artists that are on it, you know. So I hope I didn't forget anybody. <laughs> well, that's awesome, though, to, to be able to hear from the backgrounds of not only the great people that you're working with and everything, but just to hear the zeal in your voice about the, the new album, the new music. And I just had a question with that. You mentioned um, Chuck D getting you into uh, the hip hop, and you being a jazz person yourself, uh, being really from the root of uh, music. And uh, the messages of not only jazz, instrumental music, but words. Uh, I was talking with some of my musician friends, and we were looking not only at the award shows and some of the great people that we have coming up in the different genres, whether it be country with Mickey Guyton, whether it be her, um, you know, and, and many others. Where do you think music is going? Do you think that we'll get back to the message music and what hip-hop was really originally about? That is a great question. That's something I've always wondered. Um, <clears throat> I don't think so. Um, uh, you know, I hate to be negative, uh, but I don't think it's going to be that way because the problem is, like, artists like that, I think the society, American society now is all about, like, um, promoting um, promoting things that, that, that have no substance. Uh, you know, with the TikToks and everything and the Instagrams and social media and a lot of the younger generation, the younger generation are not even looking to like educate. And I'm not saying everyone, I'm saying just uh, a lot though, are not into knowing their history and being educated. That's the thing, like the hip hop of, of the 80s and everything and also even, you know, the Motown, but even beforehand, like there was a respect for history, a respect for a respect for the elders, a respect for community. There's no communities no more, you know, where where you have people gathering around and and and, and parents, you know, like adults with parent will parent the kids, you know what I mean? Like and and make sure that you don't want Miss Miss Jones to know 
you and Mama Jones until, you know, my mom would happen. You know what I mean? So, like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, right. it's just the respect for older cultural history. And it isn't that respect because when you're doing protest music, you have to have a, a grasp of history and a grasp of what's going on in society. And it's all pointed to history. And you have to have that grasp of history and understand, um, you know, events and what happened. But don't you believe that it, that is, and I'm just going to be frank, don't you think that's our fault? Mm, it is. Oh, absolutely. It is our fault. Like, um, and I think, like, um, that's why, like, I teach. You know, I, I do teaching because I feel like it's so, it's my responsibility, um, to educate the youth and give them another perspective and to see that there's everything other than social media, other than, um, you know, other than, uh, being, you know, trying to impress other people instead of educating yourself. That's the problem. Everyone wants to be in the in crowd, um, but no one wants to be alone because when you're alone, you find yourself. When you're alone, you, you, you start to find ways to, to, to not just, not just educate yourself, not just enlighten yourself, not just, uh, you know, but also to, to to create for yourself, to to entertain yourself, you know. Um, so that's so vital, and um, I try to to let my students know that, you know, that it's it's you have to find what you love and what you do and put all the effort into it. Because once you put effort into something, once you put discipline and and commitment into something, you won't need the external forces. You know, you you're to yourself at the end of the day, and. And when you see yourself, that means you, you find yourself as an individual through what you love and what your passion is, your purpose. Uh, I think the younger generation, like, um, they, they, they don't get an exposure to purpose, to true purpose. Um, and, 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 and that's why, like, like I do that because it was given to me, it was passed down to me from all the great musicians that I was around when I was younger that I've seen. And everything like that, um, and, and, and be able to, and that's the great thing about being in jazz, because in jazz, it's all about, like, all of us, we respect our elders, you know, we, we want to be them creatively, <laughs> you know, we want to, we want to sound like mm-hmm. them, sound better than them, you know, and grow from what they've given us, the foundation they've laid for so, um, yeah, that's, 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 that's so key, you know, definitely, and I think, unfortunately, with music, um, programs being taken out of the schools, arts programs being taken out of schools. This started to happen in the 80s pretty much, and now you see the results almost two generations later. You see the results of the lack of, um, lack of, uh, of virtuosity when it comes to music artists, artists that are in music, the lack of um, versatility, uh, with composing and with producing and things like that. You see a lack of that now, um, and you see a lack of listeners. So that means any type of um, of, uh, of uh, insignificant uh, song, insignificant um, uh, uh, you know, like insignificant like um, compositions and lyrics, you know, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah, like like people cannot distinguish what is what is the difference anymore because no one listens anymore. So that's the problem. Are people writing? You know, I mean, recently uh, we had Kellis and others mention that music. Was was uh, taken and used and etc. And these songs, I won't mention artists. They get nominated for the Grammys for this for that, but they're not writing. They're taking snippets here, snippets there. Mm-hmm. There may be some lyrics they put in, but 
what do you think about, I mean, uh, I, I heard uh, recently, and I, and I work with a lot of musicians, you know, certain people can't even use the music once they're out of a group, even though they wrote the song, even though they made it famous, even though their license is still being used to sell the old music. It, it's just gotten to be weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and learning about, and that's one thing I do have to say, that's one thing I respect about artists in the music industry now. They're very educated in the business of it. That I do respect. So they have ownership of, 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 you know, so, and I'm not saying all the music is, is, uh, is insignificant. I'm not saying that, but some of it is, but at least they have ownership of that. And, and they, they own their publishing, they own their masters, um, and everything like that. So that I do respect, but at the same time though, uh, with the sampling <clears throat> that's going on, and it's being, and sampling like was, you know, perfected in the 80s, 90s of hip hop and everything. Um, like, but the problem is once again, our younger generation, they don't go back because we don't have liner notes anymore. You notice with digital music, there's no mm-hmm. liner notes. That's so, right. And 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 our and and the gener and the younger generation, they don't go online to research. They go online to to check out some nonsense at times, you know, um, for lack of a better term. Um, so they don't do the research anymore because my generation, like like if there was a sample, I would research it. You would see on the the cassette, you know, the cassette cover or the CD booklet. You would look to see, oh, what was that sample? And then now the internet, I tell my students all the time, I say, use the internet to your advantage to research because there's so much information there. You know, and, and it's a shame that some of that information is, is lacking even though it's right in the process of their fingertips on a laptop or on their phone. It's just, it's just amazing to me. It's amazing mm-hmm. to me. So, so, so I hope that answers your question there because I know I kind of went off on a tangent, but but no, you've answered the next one, which is great, you know. The last question I wanted, though, to ask you, when is your new music coming out, and are you doing a tour? Are you doing what? Yes, no, thank you for asking that. Yes, um, so for In Motion um, will be coming out on January 27th, Friday, January 27th for Rope Adult Records and also NSI Universal, which is my label. That's um, the first time Eclectic Surgeons came on a independent, on my independent label, NSI Universal, so I do a collaboration with Rope Adult for this album. Um, and then I'm doing my record release party on um on January twenty eighth, Saturday, January twenty eighth, um, at City Winery in New York. So um very honored to be at that space and, and playing there. It's going to be great great going to have some special guests um that's going to be a part of it as well. Um so uh, yeah, we're gonna play City Winery on the twenty eighth of January. And then yeah, then just scheduling looking to do a West Coast tour in the spring. Uh, as well, and um, just looking to book some more things. Also, New Blue. I'm going to be in New Blue on on April 29th. That's way down the line, um, but I'll be there as well um, promoting the album and playing. So I'm just I'm just very excited about about this album and and, and the potential it has and where it can go. Um, it's just um, just just really uh, I'm really thrilled about it. Really thrilled and honored. So. <laughs> Okay, and then it's interesting. It's like I say one last question, but this will be the last question. <laughs> to hear you talk. Um, you mentioned music composition and learning about your mentors and, and, 
and whatnot. You really respect for the music, but you don't see the situation with what we have now getting better. And then I asked you the earlier question, don't you think that that's our fault? Do you believe we can change that narrative? Because it's so important and it's affecting society if we don't all collectively take responsibility for this. It can't be changed, absolutely. It's just we have to do, like, um, our generation has to do our part to to really reach the younger generation. Um, you know, some won't listen, but you have to continue to to um, put your ideas and put your, uh, your mindset forward for them to see the options out there, see the, see the alternatives out there. Um, and that's the important thing about teaching. You know, when I teach, I have to, I have to keep, uh, sticking to, to the message that I'm conveying because then you know, the younger generation will see it. If they don't see it today, they may see it in a year. I'm sorry, one person may see it in a year, another person may see it in 10 years. Um, but, but it's just important, um, to, to, to just keep, Putting the message out there and just edu- and also just building um like just trying to um build more musicians like and I'm not saying musicians to be artists to be professional musicians or professional creative artists but to have people experience playing a musical instrument to experience um standing on stage uh, learning lines to experience singing in a in a opera or choir. Um, to experience painting uh, a picture, uh, uh, you know, to paint a paint um, an illustration. Excuse me, you know, something to draw an illustration or or paint a piece. Uh, you know, just to have some type of creative outlet. Every young person needs to have a creative, a true creative outlet because then they will see the art differently, and then they can be able to hear it differently or see it differently or or experience it differently and then be able to educate their peers and then later on their children, and then later on their grandchildren, things like that. So you have to have ownership of our creativity, especially as, as black men and black women, because the creativity, what we brought to this country and to this society, to this world, to this culture, um, is just, is just it's just divine. It's a, it's a divinity, you know, and, and um, we have to take ownership of that and pride of that and being able to, to learn more about our black greats, you know, um, and everything and, and, and let our children know because our children, they have a right to know about these wonderful individuals for them to be able to build on what they, some died. Some people died for us to be in the situation we're at. And um, they need to know that so they can not take it for granted. So that's important. I agree. Thanks so much for being with us. And thanks for your wisdom. And not only that, you're sharing this great new album and the people behind it. That's awesome. Oh, no, thank you so much. And I want to, I'm sorry, one more thing. I want to give a shout-out to three musicians I did not mention. Um, uh, Kenny Davis, the great bassist, um, he's on the last track called Fatherly Bond, which is written for my dad and also written about, you know, being a father myself now. Um, and and also Mark Williams, trombonist, uh, great uh, young trombonist. Uh, we went to the same high school, uh, but he, was, he came in after I graduated, but we've played together throughout the scene. 
for a while, and, and Kenny was one of the legendary bass players, and, and then DJ Radar Ellis, who did some scratches and some mixing, and also, um, like, he was part of Perfect Cadence, which everyone will hear uh, what he, he was able to do towards the end of the piece. I don't want to give it away, but when well, people hear that and <laughs> everything. So. That's awesome. So, yes, indeed. Thanks. So, in, in motion, January 27th. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Thank you very so much. much. Can I get my socials real quick? Yes, yeah, yeah, of course. Here's N-A-B-A-T-E-I-S-L-E-S.com. Uh, you can join my fan club and everything, which you'll get uh, access to um to to, to free recordings and, and downloads and compositions and things like that. Uh, so my fan club is on there. Also, my uh, IG is NSI.Universal. My Twitter is N-A-B-A-T-E-I-S-L-E-S-S-M-T-A. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and so, and then my, my band camp is, um, is you can look up NSI Universal on my band camp as well. And please support me on band camp. Uh, you can be able to pre-sell, you can be able to get the album as pre-sale. It's available for pre-sale now. Uh, but band camp is where musicians and artists can be able to get the money and the, and the percentages they deserve over these streaming services, for sure. Amen. Thanks so much for giving us all this information. We look forward to hearing much more from you. Want to wish you, your wife, family, and your daughter. <laughs> What's your name? Cadence. Okay. Cadence, yeah. Wow. So, so perfect cadence, which is a musical term of the resolution to most, it's most divine, most, uh, um, uh, like, uh, most, uh, Wonderful resolution of the five to the one chord. So, um, yeah, Cadence. So we can name to that. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. I want you to have a great holiday season, you know, Christmas, Happy New Year. And hope to hear more from you. And let me know about this listening party and this opening that happened having in, uh, uh, in late January. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Sabrina. Many blessings to you and your family. And, uh, yes, like, you can, uh, the listening party will be the 25th of January at the National Arts Club, and then the City Winery will be the, the gig, be the performance on the 28th of January. We look forward to it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Building Abundant Success with Sabrina Marie. Copyright December 16th, 2022.